Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You know that most of us got here for one reason people prayed for us. If you had Christian parents, for sure they prayed for you. But sometimes, you know, we'll never know who really prayed for us. I'm sure there's somebody here today, Pastor Mark, nobody prayed for me. Nobody, my parents weren't Christian. I just drove by the church here. I saw all the people that something's happening. I'm going in there and I got saved. Praise God. No, you have no idea how many people that knew you have been praying for you. Jesus is using the story we call the parable of the unjust steward to emphasize the importance of planning for our futures. Not primarily our earthly future, but our eternal one. Pastor Mark is pointing out how we can influence someone else's eternal future by using our time, talents, and resources in furthering the gospel. One of the easiest and best ways is by praying. Many of us are in the kingdom of God as a result of someone else praying for our salvation. If we truly believe that there is a heaven and a hell, it behooves us to pray for our friends, family, and co-workers. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke chapter 16 with part two of his message, Planning for Our Future. All these Old Testament believers had a mindset. They realized that this world was not their final home. Like these people of faith, we need to understand this morning, and this is what Jesus is teaching. We need to understand this morning that our life on earth is simply a short journey. And if I plan all my future about this earth, I've missed it. Because eternity is a trillion, 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 trillion times longer than here. Do you realize how fast time goes? I just finished Easter. I'm now working on Christmas Eve services. Don't laugh, because in August, you'll see Christmas trees this year. Is that the way the world goes or what? As you get older, does it slow down? Now, you young people, I know you're laughing like crazy. Just wait. It'll happen to you. We're done. It's over. So what are we saying? Look, heaven is where we belong. Can I hear an amen somewhere? It's where we belong. And there's nothing permanent about this earth. Nothing. When you get up tomorrow morning, everything could change. North Korea, boom, who knows? There is nothing permanent here, but it's permanent there. And that's what Jesus is trying to say. He's trying to say, don't put all your eggs here. Think about the future, which is eternity. Now, I want you to turn to your name and just say this. 
I'm a pilgrim on my way to heaven. And you have to do it with a smile. Come on, turn to your neighbor. I'm a pilgrim on my way to heaven. Would you rather say I'm an alien on the way? It just means this is not our home. This is not our home. Now, what does that application look like? Go again and see that. Remember, eternal home. Jesus said, if you're going to live here, definitely take care of the things that are here. Your family, all those kind of things. College for the kids, whatever you need to do. But have an eternal impact on people. Realize this is not our home for anybody. Now, what resources do you and I, as Christ followers, have that can be used to benefit, as Jesus said, to benefit others and get them ready for eternity. What resources do we have? Now, let me explain to you something. Most of you, well, you know this is true, but you never think of it this way. Do you know today that every Christ follower actually works for God? Your boss is not you. Your boss is God. See, when I turn my life over to Jesus Christ, he came to live inside me, and I become the temple of the living God. But he is boss. I don't rule my life anymore. God rules it. And it's not like a robot. It's not like forcing. It's I submit my will to God. Our salvation, I don't work for. It's a gift. But God has created us to do good things on the earth. He is our boss. We're his managers. Now, Ephesians 2.10, we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Now, those good things are related really to the gifts, the resources God gives us on earth. Well, Pastor Mark, what are you talking about? You see 1 Peter 4.10. God has given, speaking to believers only, each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well. In other words, realize what they are. Use them well to serve yourself. No, the whole parable here is about what? Not me serving myself, but helping others prepare their future for heaven. I'm already going there because I'm a believer. So notice, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Let me stop there for a second. If you want to write this down, you can write this down. Where are the gifts listed in the Bible? Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and Ephesians chapter 4. Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians chapter 4. It's just a sample listing. Every Christian has multiple gifts. Now, we didn't earn them. I have the gift of pastor, teacher. That's one of the gifts I have from Ephesians 4. I didn't earn that. God gave it to me. And so notice what I'm supposed to do with it. I'm to use this gift well to serve others. That's what I do. That's what you do. Every person here has a gift. Now, not that many will have the gift of pastor teachers. If so, who would we teach to? Everybody would be up here. So you have different gifts. But we all work together as a body. It's impossible. Can you imagine doing Easter last week without parking lot attendance? We wouldn't have all these people get saved in that second service because they never got in the building. 
They're still on the street. So we all have gifts. Now, here's the three that I'm going to focus on this morning. Take a look. God has gifted every Christ follower with time. Talents are those gifts that I talked about. And possessions. Time, talents, and possessions. Now, again, not for my use, but for believers and unbelievers. Now, look at those three. Time, time. The person sitting next to you, do they have more time than you have? No, everybody has the same amount of time. Yesterday is gone. Can, can you redo yesterday's time? No. You can't go back. But you can learn from it. See, the time is really an asset. It's the greatest gift God ever gave us. So we're using our time and resources to make sure people get to heaven. That's what Jesus is teaching. Let me review this so you don't get mad at me. Here we go. Who is teaching this? Very good. And who is he teaching? Raise your hand right now. So what I'm going to say to you, sorry, it's not for me. It's from Jesus. You know what the focus of this whole parable is? It's not really on time, although it works. It's not really on talent, although it works. You know what the whole focus from Jesus is in this parable? What am I left with up there? Money. People hate money. And you're going to see why they hate money. Because they're a thousand percent wrong about it. Do you know that Jesus taught on money more than anything else, basically? So when you see that, this is what Jesus is trying to say. And you won't think it's never about the money. It's what the money can do in the world to get people to heaven. So let me just share this with you. By the wise investment of our money, our time and our talents, we can impact people, not for this earth, but for eternity. Here's how that will look. When we arrive to heaven, you and I, Some people will walk up and they'll say this to you and me. I'm in heaven because of you. That's going to happen. You know, there's two billion Christians in the world today already. And who knows how many died before. So what does that actually look like? When I get to heaven, I walk in and they go, there's Pastor Mark, John, there's Susie. Let me go through a list. This is kind of how it will work. I know exactly how it will work, but it'd be like this. When you get there, they'll say, hey, Gene, you shared the good news with me. And you go like, who are you? And they'll give you a story. Remember back in 2013, I worked next to you. Oh, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, but I shared the gospel, but you weren't interested. You told me, shut up, don't say it to me again. Yeah, but you planted a in my heart. And somebody else helped. And I'm here because of you. Come on into heaven. Let's talk about it. Said Pastor Mark, that would never happen. Oh, it's going to happen all over the place. Next. You helped me financially when I was struggling. Why do you think we're doing this for the abused women? Why do you think we do one can at the beginning of every month? For the kids that don't have meals in the school. Jesus said it like this. If you give a cup of cold water in my name, I'll remember it. Other people, you prayed for my salvation. That's why I'm in heaven. Do you know that most of us got here 
for one reason. People prayed for us. If you had Christian parents, for sure they prayed for you. But sometimes, you know, we'll never know who really prayed for us. I'm sure there's somebody here today. Pastor, nobody prayed for me. Nobody, my parents weren't Christian. I just drove by the church here. I saw the people said, something's happening. I'm going in there and I got saved. Praise God. No, you have no idea how many people that knew you have been praying for you. See, I hope you're praying for people at work and they don't even know you're praying for them. Because prayer changes things. Next, you came to our city on a mission trip and I heard about Jesus. Do you realize how many short-term mission trips we do from this church? We go there for one reason, what? To vacation. I'll take you to a vacation place. It will not be a vacation. No, we go there to what? Share the good news about Jesus. And then when we leave, we don't know what God's going to do with that message. But many people will meet in heaven from all over the world. What a blessing. Pastor Mark, I was here in heaven because you taught a Bible study that impacted my life. Your small groups are one of the greatest asset to a church. Hundreds and hundreds of small groups. Why? Because you're teaching the word of God and you're sharing truth with people. Now, you say, well, that's one-on-one. But let me just take you back. There's millions of people who will be in heaven because of effective Bible teaching churches. We have Bible teaching churches all over the world. We have many in Brevard County, wonderful churches that teach the word of God. Now, I'm just going to use us as an example, CCM. Understand, we've been at this 25 years, this campus. And because you served with your gifts, you gave of your time. And over the last 25 years, those of you have been here and those that have come later, you've given money, tithes and offerings. Do you know, because of you, and of course, because of God, there's been thousands and thousands of people over the last 25 years that will be in heaven because of the effective ministry of a church that puts God's word and God's power first. But God can't do it without you. Oh, he could. Send an angel. We're all out of a job. It's over with. He just tells him, get right with God. Okay, boom. Over with, finished. But he designed the church to be built and used by people with their gifts, their time, and say it with me, their, their money. That's the way he designed it. Who's teaching this? I am. No, Jesus is. So relax. Now, how do we do this? If there's no money in our churches, how effective would we be? Basically, we would not be a church. Because understand, we're able to have a staff of pastors and workers that make our churches effective in our communities. We're able to have a great children's and youth ministry. Many volunteers, but some staff people. We're able to help hurting people and the poor because you give and we have a benevolence ministry. We're able to lead people in worship. Didn't you enjoy worship this morning? Now, most of those people are volunteers, but we have to have some staff people that are paid that put this all together. We're able to get people in and out, like I told you, in a timely fashion. Why? Because of guest services, mostly volunteers, and parking lot people. Now think about what's happening right now. You know behind the scenes, we have a great IT department. And why do we need that today? Because right now, there's thousands of people watching all over the world. And they'll watch this week. They'll watch the archive. They'll get saved. 
they'll bring a friend to say, come, let's sit down. Not just me, but they're watching Bible teachings. Who's ever teaching? And because we have to hire people that know how to do the IT department, that costs money. So all of those things are connected with what? See, this is what people think. Well, it's better buildings. No, it isn't about the buildings. Although, anybody happy that you have a seat you can actually sit in this morning? Anybody happy there is a little bit of air conditioning this morning? Yeah, well, how did that happen? Well, we just said to Florida Power and Light, please give it to us free and we'll, we'll enjoy it. Does that work in your home? Okay, so understand what I'm trying to say to you. Now, all of that is, notice this statement. When we serve, when we witness, when we give, we are investing in the lives of people who will live in heaven forever. The bottom line is always people in eternity. It isn't really even their lives here, although we help each other that way. Now, here's the thing that I want to tell you. The pastors and elders, thank you for being generous. So many of you are generous. But I want to challenge some of you. You don't understand giving. Number one, many of you give to charities and missions and alms to the poor people, those kind of things. And that's a blessing. But you need to understand from the Bible, the first place you give is always the place where you're fed. The first place you're to give off the top is to the local church, not to an individual, but to the church so our churches can function. Then comes the missionaries, then comes the rest, because we are responsible for all of that money that goes. Now, when you see that, you don't understand, and we rarely talk about it, but it's here, so I'm talking about it. You don't realize how many things we could do if more people gave on a regular basis. 5% of people tithe in the normal church. I don't know how many do here. That means 95% of people don't give on a regular basis. They don't give generously. Can you imagine what we could do? Not for the church, not for our name, but for people in heaven. How much we could do. So I want to challenge many of you. If you just look at your notes, maybe you want to write down and say, in the last month, how much did you give to God? It's not none of my business. I don't know. None of the elders know. I don't know who gives. I'm not interested in any of that. I'm trying to challenge you. Actually, Jesus is trying to challenge you. And you'll see how important money is. So I just want to challenge many of you. If you just pray about giving regularly, generously, start with 20 bucks a week. Let's do whatever. And then just learn to increase it as God blesses you. Now, you say, well, I didn't want to come to here to hear that. Jesus wanted you to come to hear that. Because you're going to see in the end, you're going to give a response to God for how you use your time, your talents, and your money. By the way, little clue, it is not your money. Wait a minute, Testament. I'll get there. Don't worry. Lock the doors, please. Do not let the places open. Now, let me show you how God blesses all of us on mission trips and so many things. It's the average one-to-one person that makes more people. More people come to Christ, not because we advertise, not because we have a Facebook, not because we do all the texting. By the way, I'm texting every week. Some of you haven't got on the texting. Get online. I give you a little text every week to tell you what the sermon's about. Okay? The reason some of you are here, because you didn't get texting. If you would, you probably wouldn't be here. Praise God. I'm glad you missed it. Now, here we go. Let me show you where Lynn and I were. We were in two places, Kathmandu and in Delhi. This was at a Campus Crusade building. And I'm teaching that week 
a 200 Calvary Chapel pastors that have churches in northern India. But you see a lot of other things happening here. You see some guys in white and other things. They're graduating 11 students from their three-year Bible college. So here's a picture of what we were doing. These are the people I was teaching. Can you imagine how humbling that is to teach these people how to teach the word of God? Because they don't know, really. They don't have a lot of ways for just stupid guys like me that can say in a practical way, here's how you do it. And here's how you can get the resources. Now, let me show you. Here's my lovely wife. And she's part of the graduation. She's giving a Bible to every graduate that made it through. Isn't that a beautiful thing? And here is me. The day before, they told me I was the speaker for the graduation. What? The day before. Blessed are those that are instant in season and out of season. And God gave me a message. But think what was happening over there. Was that about Linda and I? No, it's about eternal souls in India. 1.2 billion people in India. Let me give you a real quick thing. One of the pastors, when I got home, he had people come to Christ, Hindus. He baptized them. One husband got angry. The next day, the pastor was in jail. He's out, but he's facing a trial. See, we don't understand See, that's not the way this world works here yet. But that's the way the world works in the mission field. I can't go to China anymore. Too dangerous. Many places we can't go anymore. But when we go, I'm going. Because I want to reach the gospel to millions of people who never hear. And you enable me to go. Somebody else can speak while I'm gone just for those times. That is not a vacation in case you follow me one day. You'll find that's not a vacation. All right. Now, it's a joy. It's a joy. It's a joy to go. Now... Before all of us get a fat head, let me show you 1 Corinthians 3, 7. It is not important who does the planting. It doesn't matter who does the watering of the seed. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. Amen. I can't change any life, nor can you. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose. And both will be, notice the word, rewarded for their own hard work. If we are both God's workers, there you are again. You and I work for God, and there isn't a better boss in the universe. Our church runs like a business in many ways because corporately we don't have any way to do it other than that. So we have audits and do all those things financially. And I can just say this to you, in all the business things that we do, human and resources, finances, the audit. We get an audit every year from one of the greatest auditing, that audit churches all over the world. And we always have super, super, super high remarks from them. They just congratulate us. That's because we handle God's money here with absolute integrity. It's important for us to remember that no matter the type of story Jesus told his listeners, his ultimate goal was to get them to follow him into his kingdom. Pastor Mark's also trying to help us understand the importance of becoming a Christ follower. Since everyone is going to spend eternity in one of two places, we need to tell our friends of God's love for them. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. 
Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed. Or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira Campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. The next message will conclude Pastor Mark's teaching covering this particular story that Jesus told. We will learn what Jesus was actually trying to convey, that no matter how much or little we accumulate on this earth, we'll be leaving it all behind. There are, however, treasures not of this world we can accrue that are of the heavenly realm. Seek them. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, We want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right.